Guess those two idiot brothers do that podcast well. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome once again to Hey, I've Got an Idea show. That there is my brother, Mason Slow Gin Williams. And that over there is my brother, Luke Fast Rum Williams. That's true. Uh, My rum is fast, and what you are listening to is an invention podcast, of all things. Yes. So, slow your roll... Mm-hmm. But hold steadfast to us yeah. as we invent something. As we embark on our journey of innovation and invention mm-hmm. and ideas. Yes, yes. We are going to do a thing. All right. So, Luke, what is it we're going to be doing this week? Well, I'm glad you asked. This week, our suggestion comes to us from your wife, Amber. It does. And it is that you would uh, invent with me uh-huh. a new public service. Yes, yes, that's right. I'm a tax and spend liberal, and I want the government to do more things for me. They already, like, come and take away my garbage. They provide me with socialized medicine here in Canada. I love that. They gave me a high school education. That was good shit. So I think that the government should be doing more things for us. Luke, what do you want the government to do for you? I'm thinking, like, unlimited high fives. Fuck yes. Like, you know how McDonald's, they got a smile? And then they, like, probably took that away. Yeah, no, that hasn't been a thing for a while, my dude. The smiles are free? Okay, sure. But I like, mean, I guess they're supposed to smile like any other customer service thing, but they don't have it on the menu where smiles are free because there were too many people who were being assholes about it. Right. So, like, this is why we can't have nice things like happiness. And straight up, you know what? Some of us, our smiles don't look that great. I got a good brooding look I can do, but when I smile... Not my best facial expression. Yeah, that's, gonna be honest. That, like our mom thinks that when we don't pose nicely for family photos, that it's us just being bad children. No, we're but, just not great at looking at a lens and saying cheese. No, it's, it's just it's the tooth, it's the teeth that come out. It's also like, our teeth are bad. Yeah, it's just it doesn't look like we are happy when we do a tooth smile. It looks like. We are going to eat. uh, Or that we are in pain. Or perhaps that we uh, are faking something. Or faking the smile, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's not that I'm not a happy person. Sometimes I'm happy, I'm laughing, I'm smiling. But you take a picture of me, a still image of that, and you look at it and you're like, did you just stub your toe? Like, Yeah. And the irony being, she wants a nice posed picture and posed in my mind in this instance just completely reads fake so it's like i Mm -hmm. also don't want to do that because not only would the smile be fake but it would feel fake it would convey fake and i'm much more interested in that good candid shit yeah like if you want a fake picture of me smiling i can draw that i will doodle you a fake picture there of, you go. Of me. Do we want uh, pictures from the government or doodles from the government? No, 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 no. Here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Okay. Uh, I think that if we're talking about a service that we are going to receive that my tax dollars are going to pay for, I want it to either be A, something that everyone would want and could use mm-hmm. like the trash thing that's universal everybody wants it everybody needs it everybody right? wants trash or b i want it to be something that 
if it's rarer, maybe you go your whole life, you never need it. But when you need it, you really fucking need it. Hmm. So something uh, similar to like an ambulance for levels yeah, of yeah. necessity. Like, like in a, Lord, in a Lord willing, I will never get really sick or injured for the remainder of my days. But if I get hit with a car and cut in half, I really, really, really need the help. I'm I'm going to want the the ambulance to come and put me back together. How about a government service that is like a basic insurance? Okay, expand on that. I don't know if I can. <laughs> um we need insurance through our lives for a majority of thing likely just because it's required in order to rent or in order to open a business or whatever the hell. Um Actually, or, or I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that, though, the rent thing, because I know that when I rented uh, my first apartment and then when I rented this place, the place where I'm at right now, it was required that I have a renter's insurance policy. And I have maintained that renter's insurance policy for a while. You know, I pay them every year and I'm supposedly covered. I don't know. I've never made a claim. Uh, but it occurs to me that if I were to cancel that renter's insurance policy... I don't think that they would track down and inform my landlord that I'm no longer insured. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think I ever gave them his contact information. Oh, he's not doing rental insurance anymore. Eviction. Like, it. I don't think it would work that way. I think it would yeah, just Yeah, like, I'm pretty like, sure yeah. that they would not contact my landlord and that he would then toss me out onto the street. I'm yeah. pretty sure if I wanted to save that money... I could kiss now. I'm not going to because I'm a sensible human being who wants to have something if my shit catches fire. Right. But like, it occurs to me that I might not need that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe that could be one of those things that the government can just kind of step in on. That like everybody's got a little bit more assurance that they're covered. Okay, so here's the question. Under what circumstances does that pay out? Hmm. Yeah, the the uh the likelihood of exploitation just jumped up, didn't it? Yeah, cuz if everyone has the same insurance and more importantly, if that insurance has no profit motive, and it's just some guy who's like behind a desk and he's like, this is a government job. I'm getting paid regardless. Uh, there is not a circumstance in which this will fail for us because we'll just charge people more taxes. Like there you're, you're going to have all manner of inefficiencies. You're going to have extra bureaucracies because people won't have a, a, a choice. Like that's the benefit of capitalism, right? Is that you go and you can choose between carriers, you can choose who gives the best coverage, you can choose who provides you with the best service, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, you can not choose companies like that one from that one movie where their policy was to always initially deny the claim, like, at least in today's day and age where, you know, you, you have that knowledge that you could just put out on the internet and people review their shit, you would know oh yeah, don't go with this insurance, you know, company because they will never pay you out money even if you come up to them disemboweled with your guts in your hands. Mm. They'll still be like, that's clearly a pre-existing condition. Yeah. Like, I I do think that maybe there should be a case where everybody gets like a certain government stipend or tax credit that they, that's that's earmarked for insurance, but to have it provided by the government you you do have a certain amount of inefficiency there. Yeah, I think, I, I think just government uh, as we know it with our society um, just sort of has some inefficiency. Just It's just painted with this broad stroke of inefficiency for, you know, all that red tape and bureaucracy. And, and you know what? Speaking of insurance, I just want to get into this because this is a thought that I have had very frequently. Okay. Um... Very often in some horror movie, mm -hmm. you will have some creeping death that is coming that 
like no one can explain no one can dodge right like freddy krueger's coming and he's gonna slash you up in your sleep and no one believes you right and like it's 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 weird and you 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 know it's coming are, are you or, gonna ask like, why does why is there not like insurance against freddy krueger or like, no no what i'm what scenarios? i'm saying is why isn't there a character in that movie like the the big example would be final destination right because the final destination movies you will die pretty quickly in a really really improbable accident okay. why isn't there at least one character in this kind of movie who's gonna be like oh shit I've got a week to live, and then I'm going to die in some really improbable accident that no one can prove is not an act of God. I am going to go buy every single life insurance policy. I have accepted the fact that I'm going to die, but when I go, my estate is getting millions of dollars. Hmm. I mean, that's a nice little twist on it. There's there's a bunch of like movie trope things that I wish they would play with a little bit more like you know um this is just another one on my that uh-huh. came to mind you know how like many a time someone will realize like oh this is actually a dream and now that i know that i'm not as powerless anymore right yeah that never works that way for me but okay yeah me neither but that's just sort of uh the turning point and uh-huh. then it's quickly over after that. I would love to see that being discovered in like the first act and it being a conflict where the person can pretty much do anything, but also anything can happen because it's a dream. Right. Uh, anyway. Um, hey, public service, huh? Do you want to like yeah. maybe get that robot friend out? Uh, you mean our definition bot? Uh no, actually I was referring to uh I got nothing. Yeah, let's get him out. <laughs> okay, definition bot. Okay, I'm turning my, him my on. My dude, my robotic uh, homeboy. Yeah. Yes. Uh do you wanna you wanna go ahead and uh do the honors? I would love to do the honors. Hey definition bot, what is up? How's it hanging? Hanging, none. A decorative piece of fabric or curtain hung on the wall of a room or around a bed. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's uh, technically accurate. Love it, love it. Uh, so, hey, uh, DB, uh, could you do me a favor and define public service? A public service is a service which is provided by government to people living within its jurisdiction either directly through the public sector or by financing provision of services. The term is associated with a social consensus usually expressed through democratic elections that certain services should be available to all, regardless of income, physical ability, or mental acuity. Okay, so when democratically, when people have all voted and decided that regardless of, you know, your income, regardless of your IQ, regardless of your family tree, just for being a person... You should get this. Is this different from a right? Uh, I would say yes, because... Well, hang on. Let's get Definition Bot to do that, too. Okay, Definition Bot. What is the definition of uh, one's right? A right, a moral or legal entitlement to have or obtain something or to act in a certain way. Uh, Definition Bot, I think that's going to be all. Thanks very much. Uh, have a good night. Uh, actually, actually, oh, wait, actually, what? definition, definition bot, if I may. Uh, could you see if there's a definition for pubic service? A public service is a service which is provided uh, oh, by okay, government. Okay, okay, I'm going to take that as a no. Uh, thank you so much, definition bot. We love you. All right. Okay, so if a right... If one's if someone has a right that is not necessarily uh, just something that they are entitled to, but also something like it 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 entails their appropriate behavior, does that mean that you could be denied a public service if you're being shitty? Well, yeah, absolutely. Like I have a right to a lot of things, but if I commit a crime and go to prison 
then I don't have those rights while I'm in prison. I don't have a right to go to the store and buy an apple. Okay, so if if there's like a uh, public program at your local, I don't know, uh, family center where there's a, a guy who's volunteering his time to coach basketball mm-hmm. and you go in and you have the right to uh, play basketball on that court with that coach. But you don't have a right to start taking a piss in the middle of the court because everybody else, all the other players there, have a right to not be subject to your indecent exposure. Yeah, like I do think, well, to say nothing of ruining the basketball court. It would also make for a very slippery and gross game. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, So I I think there is the whole thing that uh, some quote or other of uh, my right to swing my fist ends at your nose. That's awesome. That's a really good quote. I like that. Okay. I want to say Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) Uh, Do you want an actual answer for that? I don't care. Okay. Uh, Then I'm going to say it was B. Arthur. Let's continue. Okay. What do you want to make? Okay, um, well, let's see. One of the things that caught my ear on that definition there was that it's something that uh, governments will uh, issue to people in their jurisdiction. Like, in what circumstances am I in the government's jurisdiction? Is it just because of where I live? If I go out traveling, do I not have access to that public service anymore? Is it, is it a matter of my residence? Like, do I have to have a listed address within a certain area? I mean, generally speaking, the majority of these public services are very much location-based to begin with. Yeah, if and I mean, was... here, in, here in Canada, we've got our federal public services, like the stuff we get for being Canadian. Uh, we get our provincial public services, in our case, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And then we get our municipal public services, like uh, like I mentioned, the garbage collection. We do not have a federal garbage collection program. Right. But still, basically any Canadian is going to have municipal garbage collection unless you don't live in a municipality. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, another thing that comes to mind is, like, the way in which it is location-based is a lot of public services, like, say, for example, your local walk-in clinic. Um, I mean, it's got to operate out of that that clinic. Yeah. If you had something that was more inherently portable, like the public service, say you had, uh, say we invented a public service that was uh, cell phone access. Sure. Uh, it would be an, enti- an entirely different thing because it's, you know, you're limited to the scope of where the um reception you know the broadcast range for yeah you might not get that if you go up to none of it yeah yeah so even though you might have a defined right for that public service has its limitations uh to how it can facilitate and and a lot of that also uh is based on location because we're talking about physical things but like let's say for example we have a public service uh email right everybody gets an inbox okay uh i go to france maybe i don't even live in canada for years i just stay in france can i still use my canadian public service email or more specifically what if you went to like vietnam or something and there was like some kind of crackdown on how what internet gets out or china is a better example i guess um, and they, they block my shit. Yeah, all that. But I'm entitled blocked. to that shit as a Canadian. I mean, we can hypothesize about what kind of diplomatic, uh, weird gray area we can get into, where, uh, you know, your Canadian rights are being squashed by some other country that you're in. I feel like the jurisdiction part sort of means that it's you we can help you while you're here yeah because i mean otherwise like china blocks my email and then i'm like hey canadian government i need to get my email like they're either going to say well move back to ontario asshole Mm -hmm. or they're gonna have to like take 
diplomatic issues with China that could lead to an all-out war, which I don't, like, I love my email, but I can just go get a Gmail address, you know? I don't need, uh, I don't need to start the Canadian-Chinese war. Right. That's, uh, <laughs> catastrophizing if ever I've heard it, but, but sure. Um, okay, let's, let's stay positive on, like, what kind of stuff can we improve the world with? What's something that we wish was this is kind of similar to law and mm-hmm. like uh, uh to a lesser extent political system in that we are talking about uh a theoretical uh benevolent and efficient uh big brother <laughs> that uh isn't anything like our our government but is just doing this effectively and we're we're idealizing this okay okay you know what you know what? What's I'm going to get in on this. Uh, this is something I was thinking about earlier. Corn. Okay. okay. We, all know, we all know that corn farmers get government subsidies. Yes. And as a result of that, it's cheaper to make high fructose corn syrup than it is to get regular sugar. So all of our food has a bunch of high fructose corn syrup in it. Right. What if instead of that, mm-hmm. the government subsidizes the corn producers and instead that corn goes into ethanol the ethanol that goes into the fuels and we can all get taxpayer subsidized gasoline cutting out the petroleum industry and also i have to imagine that's got to help global warming right because you grow a plant and then you burn that plant that's like carbon neutral right mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious about this let me actually double check uh no 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 i won't i mean we are killing an industry but i mean arguably anytime you create a public service you kill an industry right like fire departments back in the day there used to be private fire departments and if you wanted the fire department to come put out your house you would have to make sure you were paid up with a particular fire department jesus i'm glad that's not how that goes yeah yeah and so yeah when the government came along and they said okay we're gonna make this a free public service for everybody now yeah, that killed an industry, but I think we're all better off for it. So we have to make sure that we're merciless with this. Whatever we provide, we might be killing off something in the private sector, and we got to be okay with that. I, I'm kind of less worried about that in that it is in a, a bit of an inevitability. Mm-hmm. Like, there's plenty of, uh, well, this is a, a, a perfect example, that like GM plant that just closed down. Um uh, and the auto industry having to like close down a bunch of those jobs. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I might have some facts wrong on this, but I remember a large contributing factor was uh, the rise of both, um, uh, you know, electric cars and also automated uh, automobiles that they weren't keeping up with. So mm-hmm. since there was no uh, strong, corporate desire to completely overhaul those plants to make them competitive. That mm-hmm. was one of the main reasons why uh, it wound up closing down. So uh, you talking about ethanol potentially like, okay, I don't know how ethanol compares to gasoline. If it's a, a viable fuel or alternative, I think it is a little less efficient. So you're not going to quite get the same gas mileage, yeah, but at but the same time, if you're telling me I could drive for X amount of kilometers and pay for the gas or half of that, but I get the gas for free. Like, I'll take the free gas. Mm-hmm. Did you know that um, uh, Brazil has alcohol as a uh, viable alternative uh, fuel? Uh, you, like, just like we have uh, gasoline and diesel prices, they have gasoline, diesel, and alcohol prices. That's cool. Yeah, and I don't know the extent of how that works. It might be ethanol or it might be something else, but um, generally speaking, I know that they have enough of a... uh, Their automotive industry does accommodate that. And damn, I mean, you gotta love those moments where, uh, you know, if you look at the globe and what the other countries are doing... We can all learn a little something from each other. Right? Yeah, yeah. 
That's why it's great that we're not all a single monoculture. We can each be individual little Petri dishes and we can say, oh, that worked over there, but it didn't work over here. What's the difference? Oh, let's adopt this, but not that. Yeah. Now, the problem being, of course, is that, you know, the economy and politics and so forth, nothing is ever in isolation. So you can't point to one country and see like, oh, they tried having garbage collection, but they fucked it up, so therefore municipal garbage collection doesn't work. It's like, nah, they just suck. Like, try yeah. it again over here, and this time don't have the billion-dollar kickback to the prime minister's son. Yeah, like, if there's a city in Ontario, for example, where mm-hmm. every time they erect a bus stop, some punk kid in some neighborhood breaks it and just found it like like br- like completely smashes it to the ground. Yeah, that doesn't mean that bus stops are a bad idea. Yeah. Exactly. So hmm, I guess that's another thing. Like if I mean that points us in the direction of like we could do the kinds of things that France is doing and like have potential like maid services for if you don't have time to do your laundry. Um Wait, wait. Like, do they have public service maid services? Uh it's not like it's not like you can just call them up whenever you want and they come over for free. It's like kind of, they have like nanny services and stuff too. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm getting all, I'm basing all of this off of a fucking Michael Moore movie. So like, don't quote me because okay. obviously he spun that, but basically it's from sicko. And if you're interested, um, but basically I know that that is the kind of thing that they do provide on some level. And I'm sure that their taxes are higher for it, but also, uh, you know, they're a little less screwed for it too. Like I'm sure there's many, a, an American overworked single mom who has to pick the kids up from daycare, but has to do that instead of laundry. And like, she's stressed as all hell. And like, mm-hmm. obviously that's just not the same problem in France. So, hoy. I mean, do we, we can't just steal that. I mean, even if that works and it is the kind of thing that we could start working on, uh, I feel like we're not innovating enough if we just say that. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what I think we could, uh, we could have? What's that? Uh, just public servant. You can call this person up whenever you want and they will handle your case. An advisor for anyone for uh your finances or if you want to start a bu- uh, business or you need uh legal help or something it's just like hey i want to start this business or hey i want to plan for my retirement and there'll be somebody who talks to you who analyzes your particular particular situation and they're like oh yeah you need to put this much into an rrsp and stuff like that so you're essentially saying uh free financial analysts analytical services yes if okay so uh, would this be more of a like lower income thing because yeah like if you're a millionaire i assume you got your own shit already popping off but if you're like struggling you're working two jobs but you're still in debt and you don't know why like you could get this person to come in and be like uh yo consolidate these debts over here and also, like, stop buying a AAA video game twice a month, yeah. and, like, I'll help you draw up a, a budget, and we're going to work together to get your shit sorted. Mm. Speaking of getting our shit sorted, uh-huh. uh, we should We hydrate. already have someone who sorts out the shit, like the, the sewage treatment plant. That's already a public service. Oh, that, that's, that's true. But speaking of... Uh, uh, the waterways under our feet Uh we should water our bodies okay for our uh because our brains are like plants so you you're saying we should go to the water cooler perhaps that is what i'm saying let's go all right water cooler happy holidays and these are just a couple of things that uh i want you to know about Number one, if you want to suggest something for us to invent, you can totally do that. Email show at gmail.com or tweet at us at show. Mason does a webcomic, forward at forwardcomic.com. It's a progressive sci-fi future thing about what kind of problems we face uh, way down the line. Super cool. Check it out. 
Also, he does the art for Roll to Save at RollToSaveComic.com. He's also made a bunch of books and board games and stuff. Check out his Patreon, patreon.com slash tailstake. I'm working on a bunch of stuff, and a lot of it is dropping very soon. As in, like, first week or two of January soon. Hold on to your butts. It's all actually coming, like, four, three or four things. If you want to advertise with us, you can totally do that. Check out advertisecast.com slash 2493 or shoot me an email and we can work something out. We do ad swaps all the time. Here's an ad right now, a podcast that I'm reading for that I think you'll love. Check it out. On the evening of February 5th, 1997, Richard Ederson was on his way home when he and an unknown motorist had a minor collision. Moments later, the unidentified male shot Richard once in the chest and quickly disappeared into the night. Ederson crawled back to his vehicle and called 911, where he provided the make, model, and license plate of the fleeing vehicle. He also described his shooter as a white male, six feet tall, between 40 and 50 years old. Tragically, Richard Ederson may not have known it at the time, but he was describing his killer. Join Lee Purchase and his buddy, Mr. Slim Turkey, in their exploration of this case to learn how and why the crime has gone unsolved for 21 years. Their goal is to bring attention back to the Addison case, to reinvigorate a police investigation that, at times, has appeared muddled and secretive. Slim Turkey, The Unsolved Homicide of Richard Ederson, available on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, now, Luke. Yeah. Okay. I want you to think of yourself and your closest friends and family members. Just okay. think of the that group of people. Got it. In my head. I, I'm, I'm literally closing my eyes and I'm Good. picturing a family photo. Okay. Okay. So you picture all those people. Yeah. Now, all those people, mm-hmm. they all got some sort of problem, right? Uh, that is, yes. They They each have at least one problem. Yes. What is... What would you say are some of the common problems in that group? What are some problems that they have? Just generalize it out. Hmm. Well, um, hmm. Uh, here's a couple of things that came to mind. Um, okay. Uh, health was one of the main things. Health. Good. Yes. Um, I could imagine money being another main thing. Money. Working out your money. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I guess education is education. a one. Yep. Um, okay. And I don't know, for the kitties, I guess an assurance that uh, their life isn't going to suck. I don't know how, what's a good way to phrase that? Like, I guess public schools, like we already dipped our toe into, into that. Mm-hmm. But I guess as far as the public service element of that goes uh an environment in which kids can thrive okay all right so i do think that we do provide a certain amount to help kids thrive we do have childcare. we do have education we do have like public parks and shit yeah uh and that is not really so much something that we need to invent so much as wouldn't it be great if we could pump a few more million dollars into that? Mm, sure. Okay. Granted, uh, that one we can we can step sidestep that one. Go ahead. Yeah, health as well. Here in Canada, we got our socialized medicine. Love it. It's great. And also, we do have public things for like, hey, here's a PSA about exercise. Yeah. Here's like some some tips for doing this and that. So again, one of those things where. We don't really need to invent something new. We just need to put some more money into it. Did, so. did you see that one of the latest ads that's basically like, hey, fucking get vaccinated. For real, though. <laughs> uh, I approve of that message. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and I mean, there are definitely some problems. I don't want to, sh- you know, be short sighted in the fact that like our hospital workers and our medical practitioners, generally speaking, are very overworked. Uh, and there's problems with things like wait times for significant surgeries and stuff like that. But yeah. you're right. By, you know, in comparison, uh, we definitely aren't number one on the globe, but we're <laughs> definitely in the top 30 or so. Yeah, we're we're up there and not going to lie. 
that's one of the primary reasons that I, I would want to continue to live in Canada and would not, given the choice, move down to the States. Fair enough. Yeah, makes sense. And, it you know, your situation and mine are slightly different on that one. Um, I'm okay with the States. Uh, or more specifically, I'm okay with plenty of my American friends and would love to like visit with them and hang out with them and stuff. Um, but, uh, but you have more of them. So I am, I am married to an American. I could go Mm -hmm. move to the States right now and they would not be able to kick me out because I'm married to an American citizen. I don't know if that's completely true. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I could literally just walk over the border and sit down and be like, I live here now. Oh, oh, my. I really do wish you would test that exactly as you just said, because I can't imagine that's as I mean, okay. well, I mean, the problem there is I'm sitting on the sidewalk in Detroit and I don't have a house. So (laughs) Now, now, Amber, when she came up. There was a lot of... Yeah, we uh, had a lot of paperwork to do. A lot of fucking paperwork to do. And a lot of, like, proof. Of, I'm not saying there wouldn't you know, be paperwork. Okay. I'm just saying I could do it. But it's a... Is that a right that you have? Uh, that's actually a very good question. Uh, is that the case... Well, I know, obviously, it's the case here in Canada. You marry a Canadian citizen, you can come up and live with them. But is that the case everywhere in the world? If I wanted to go live in Germany, for example, do I just get married to a German and then they can't kick me out? Or is that something like, is there some country where that's not the case? I imagine it uh, it varies a lot from country to country. And, you know, check the wiki article on that particular country to see if that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We all different upon upon this globe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, presumably there is some country where okay. you don't have it. You know what? I, Fuck uh-huh. it. Fuck it. Pardon my foul language, but fuck it. I am interested in a public service on a global scale. What can we do? Fuck yes. Okay, something public service global scale and you know what it extends to low earth orbit as well if you are a person you can go anywhere canada australia somalia new zealand anywhere you go there as long as you can contact a government they will help you with this right now only thing i can think of is get somebody tried for war crimes in the hague (laughs) um Here's something I'm sort of gearing this more towards. We're talking a really out there kind of concept. Okay, let's say there's a form of alien invader uh-huh. that is very subtle. It's more like a uh, an infestation. Skrulls. Uh, sorry, come again? Skrulls? Well, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I will remember when you tell me about it, but like, go ahead for the listeners if they don't know. Okay, uh, so I guess you haven't seen some of the most recent Marvel trailers because Skrulls are going to be the bad guys in the upcoming Captain Marvel movie. Skrulls are aliens from, uh, you know, the Marvel Comics universe. They started out as bad guys for the Fantastic Four. They're these little green fuckers with pointy ears and ridgy chins, and they can shapeshift. So they come to Earth, and they take the form of of a human being and you don't suspect them mm, yeah that kind of thing would they walk be among a, us a, a, would be a significant issue um i guess what i'm getting at is uh if you had to deal with something like a skrill but it was i'm assuming less uh fatal or horrible and it was closer to like say gremlins or something like something that's just you know okay or, or something that's like the size of like a, a terrier like something that's not going to be a significant issue, but uh, significant enough. So you've got these little guys and they're running around being assholes, but, but like, maybe like you this... inadvertently invented a mascot. Yeah. Like I- I'm guessing something that's like essentially a shape-shifting uh, problem as well. So you don't know how bad you have it until it's too late. Right. And you would have to essentially like, you know, fumigate your house or whatever the fuck. Um so you're proposing global gremlin insurance. Well, in a situation like that, you would sort of have to form, like, say this in- invasion could come from anywhere around our globe. 
you would sort of have to form a way of dealing with that, right? Well, you get like, the men in black. Yeah, but like men in black is kind of an ideal example as well in that uh, even though it was a very American-focused uh, movie. I mean, presumably they handled the entire uh, you know, planet. Yeah. Yeah. And you sort of have to, right? Because you're dealing with something that can affect the whole globe. Um, in theory, in theory, we would be able to band together to deal with our climate change thing like yeah. that. Uh, but we're all too busy being like, oh no, these hundred or so companies, they're too important to Th- Those companies that them. I want to take out by making ethanol free for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be a significant help anyway. Okay, so here's here's the thing with the Men in Black is they keep sh- their shit secret and they're like an unaccountable, like they're not even a government agency. Like they pretend that they're a government agency, but they are not in any way actually connected to the government. Like the backstory, if you listen to the shit in the movies, they get their money from patents on alien technology like microwaves and Velcro. So like they're not even a government agency. They just decided that they would control aliens coming to earth and how much humans know about those aliens like regardless of what Kay says in that movie i'm reasonably certain that we can handle the idea of aliens living among us you know how i know is i watched the movie men in black and i didn't have a psychotic break so (laughs) i think i can handle the concept Uh, all right here's here's i think also similar problem very many movies will have this uh paranormal agencies like that fight vampires and shit like very often they'll have a conspiracy saying oh we can't let the normies know about this we need to take out these vampires and then just tell everyone it was teenagers on pcp it's like no i can handle the idea of vampires just tell me it's vampires i'm good a little bit of what we touched on last week with the zombies yeah okay here's here's an idea here's an idea okay let's say this invader is not okay. little gremlin-y things. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's just a gelatinous cube. That oh, is oh my just... god! D&D monsters show up and we have to have a, a federal agency of adventurers. Well, uh, I mean, as as cool as that would be, and you could definitely write a scripted podcast. That would be a, so a, fucking badass. An actual play of that. Uh, no, here's, here's, my, here's, here's my thought. What if it's just a gelatinous cube that uh-huh. is, you know acidically like burning your floor or whatever but it's also just like when you notice it it's the size of like a tennis ball and it just doubles in size every day and it's gonna take out your whole fucking house if you don't do something about it as soon as possible well that's that's like the thing that i brought up a a while back is if you encounter a monster if you have a gelatinous cube or a blob whose jurisdiction is that currently do i call animal control yeah and that's this is sort of my proposal. Because we need an animal uh, control for monsters. It's let's say it's studied enough that we know exactly how to just melt the cube, right? But baking it, soda, I assume. But it requires no, no, no. It requires very specific chemical, uh, you know, chemicals, and you know they it, there's a skill to it, like essentially. It, it's on par with, like, needing a pesticide license or something. Okay. And, yeah, it could be your local mom-and-pop shop. Uh, we know exactly what's going on. But because the nature of this problem is it shows up from outer space around the globe, it has to be a global solution, and therefore it's a public service because it's simpler that way. Okay, so here's here's my here's my concept. We have these alien monsters that come down, and we need to take them out. So we do have this free public service that's taxpayer-funded because much like the fire, A, just because you're not up on your bills doesn't mean you deserve to have your life destroyed, and B, if your house is on fire, it's a threat to your neighbor regardless of whether they pay their taxes or not. So we're just going to take it as given that it is a public good that we take care of these things regardless of where we find them. So we have this global public service that eradicates these monsters. Uh, But here's the problem. That's like some UN shit that handles everything everywhere in the world. There are going to be places where that's not welcome, like North Korea. 
right? Because North Korea, they got their borders up and they're like, no, you come in here, you know, you're Western imperialists, we're not going to let you handle this. This is some conspiracy. And then North Korea gets overrun by monsters. Yeah, that really sucks for the North Korean residents. Yeah, and I mean, like, honestly, similar thing right now, leprosy. Leprosy is an eradicable disease. It has no significant non-human transmission vector. We Mm. have the drugs that can kill it. It is more than possible that we could take out leprosy and that no one will ever have leprosy again. But leprosy is not eradicated because there are these fucking third world countries ruled by warlords and, like, autocratic religious leaders who are like, no, I don't want you Western imperialists coming in and injecting drugs into our citizens. So we still have some fucking leprosy in this one little corner of the world and we can't take care of it because not every human being on the planet is on board with your public service. Yeah. And I did know about that, but I knew about that still being the case in, I think the seventies. I am depressed to learn that that's still the case now. 2018 and we still got leprosy. Oh, Bullshit. God. Oh, can't we all just play along at least a little bit? Take your fucking meds so your nose doesn't fall off. What's the matter with you? It just it, it reminds me, too, of how, like, I'm sure there's there would have been distrusting people all throughout history. But there, you, there was a time when leprosy was much more, like, commonplace. And I, leprosy is actually the oldest recorded specific human disease. Wow, that's, that's interesting. But, like, how insulting it is. The same thing with the anti-vax stuff. It's, like, how insulting it is that, uh, you know, there is a cure. It's relatively easy to get your hands on. And... To those that are they're suffering, that would potentially do anything to just get their hands on it, and it's like, oh, well, there's a couple of spoiled apples. So, oh, 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 my God! I just had the dumbest idea, but this, this, this totally works. Go with me on this. Okay. Okay. I'm down. We cannot change certain anti-vaxxers' minds because understanding vaccines. And A, it requires a certain amount of scientific knowledge, and B, it requires a certain amount of trust in doctors and scientific knowledge and things that you can't really see because it's little invisible bugs that live in your bloodstream, right? Right. But there is a conspiracy theory that you can disprove just by showing someone the thing and being, look at that, you son of a bitch. And that is the flat earth conspiracy. So what I am proposing is a global public service where if you believe in the flat earth, they will come to your house, they will give you a free trip around the world and into orbit so you can see the shape of the world with your own two goddamn eyes, and then they put you back on the ground, they say, okay, quit being an idiot. And we might not be able to eradicate leprosy, but we can eradicate flat earthers. Okay. So let me break down why that fails. <laughs> Shit. Okay, go um, ahead. First of all, free trip around the world. Oh, fuck yeah. I am suddenly a flat earther. <laughs> okay. Um, problem number two, uh, the nature of flat earth believers is they've latched on, latched on to that uh, conspiracy theory high of, you know, there's that, that chemical... Uh, uh, you know, dopamine. I I guess it's dopamine. Heroin. This this is well. This is more specifically, um, that sort of condition of the more someone tells me I'm wrong, the more I know that I must be right. What I I don't because know because why would they that. be going to the trouble of telling me that if they didn't have a- an agenda? Exactly, and unfortunately, that plays into a lot of people's religious beliefs. But I'm not going there. Mm. Um specifically for something like flat earth it is a perfect example of it would not have the steam to keep running like it does if it wasn't for the fact that like it would not be picking up in goddamn popularity if it wasn't for the fact that people are you know heading back with well how dumb do you have to be there's so much evidence against this 
right? And then people will be like, well, let's actually look at all that evidence. And then the deeper they get, the more they get attracted to it, the more they try have people trying to talk them out of it, the more they, you know, keep going down that road. And you so, get the subculture effect. Like when, you know, 12 of your friends all believe the same thing, you're with your friends. And of course you all believe the same thing because you're all like in yeah. that group. Now, what I would be pretty interested in is a mental study that finds a correlation between the types of people that believe that way. And if you could pinpoint something like that as being like, if you could take the irrationality of a belief structure and actually find, oh, you know, that you are more inclined to believe this despite everything because of this chemical imbalance right here. Uh, we call it this condition. And we, we've we done the scan. We have shown that you have this condition and uh, you have these raised levels. Uh, this is an official diagnosis. Would you like a pill for that? Um, okay, so I mean, you're saying we, like, analyze kids before they get a chance to get in on this, and it'd be like, hey, we found this brain structure with the uh, the EC, EKG, whatever the word is, the MRI, we yeah. checked out your brain structure, and yes, you are susceptible to conspiracy theories, would you like us to give you either this treatment to correct it, or, well, I mean, the problem there is... Immediately, as soon as you tell somebody that, they're going to think that you're trying to, like, eat their brain. Of course. Uh, the resistance to that is going to be pretty obvious, right? Like, the conspiracy theory people, the anti-vax people, they will absolutely be like, oh, you think that you can just, you know, take this truth away from me with a pill? Fuck no, big big brother's trying to drug me out of my uh, I do my think truth. there is a correlation between conspiracy theories. Like, I do think that you are going to see... People who believe in, like, the flat Earth, they're also going to believe in ancient aliens. They're also going to believe in anti-vax stuff. Right. They're also going to believe that Hillary Clinton molests children under a pizza restaurant. Right. And uh, just throwing this one out there as a fun little exercise, you don't have to do this. But if you think you have the, the thick enough skin to, to try this out, look up, like, a, look up a, a podcast, like a flat Earth podcast, and listen for, like, five minutes. And you will hear that there's more than one conspiracy theory layered on top of each other. Like, that was what I discovered when I tried to do that for all of five minutes. Oh, yeah, because um, it's it's not as simple as shape of the planet flat, because that's easily disprovable in a in a few minutes. Right. But what I'm saying specifically is it took all of all of a couple of minutes for it, it to talk about, like, how... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm doing a disservice by even repeating this, but it was a flat earth podcast. It's a okay. flat earth podcast that I was listening to. And the, one of the hosts immediately launched into how all, uh, magazine cover models were actually, uh, transgendered. Not all. photoshopped, not, photoshopped. not airbrushed, not, Fake. Yeah. They're all transgender. And it had something to do with definition on a clavicle or something like that. It's like... Oh my god, is... Oprah has got to be the most transgender person on oh, the planet. Yeah, that must be it. Like, Her trans it's... levels are off the charts! You get it. No, not doing it. Uh, <laughs> what's... Hey, okay, did we do a public service? We gotta actually... We gotta actually do that. Mm. Huh. Okay, uh... We were talking about gelatinous cubes and, like, sending out adventurers. Yeah. Uh, that's fake. It would be cool, but that's fake. Yeah. How about government gives you a GM for your party? <laughs> you call up this public service <laughs> and somebody will come run a module for you. Oh, my God. Because, oh, you know... You know that you would have adopters, like, on either side. If that suddenly was just sort of this matchmaking thing, you know that it would, people would line up to do it. I mean, the, for the chance to be, to have a government job and be a fucking public servant dungeon master, like, fuck yes, I would take that job. I would quit 
I would quit the comic. I would quit this podcast. I would quit everything else. I would take that government job and just go be a government-funded dungeon master, roll up and be like, what's up, bitches? What are we doing? Oh, Shadowrun. Fuck yes. I'm going to get my cyberpunk on. Don't worry. I already know every system ever published. Yeah. Here, Here's the problem. Uh-huh. Um, I'll pay for pizza even. It's entertaining and all. It's niche entertainment. But more specifically, the problem that I'm seeing with this. Hey, throwing this one out there. Uh-huh. Um, this is entirely uh, the perspective of some uh, nerdy creative types. Uh, <laughs> pretty some nerdy sure. creative white 30-somethings who love doing tabletop role-playing. And yeah. 99% of the population is like, what the fuck are you talking about? I want vaccines, not this. Yeah, or like, I'm pretty sure that like, you know workers out on an albertan oil rig are like i want to know what's going to happen with our way of life you know like they've got bigger fish to fry and then government comes in okay don't don't worry (laughs) don't worry there might not be any more oil for you to dig up and it might be illegal for you to sell because we're all running on ethanol now but don't worry you can all get plush government jobs running dungeons and dragons modules for people we do have an elaborate system Set in place where we can get you someone to come to your house, play pretend with you. <laughs> Hope you like dice and math. And uh, just BT dubs. It's just going to be a little tax hike to make sure that that, that plays out. Just like, a little bitty tax hike to pay for this dude to show up at your house and tell <laughs> you that you're a half elf. But what about the... In- well, you're welcome. How <laughs> you're welcome. That? You're a half elf now. Bye. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I can see why that position doesn't exist. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I, and I mean, it's a hard gig to get, but there are people that can get paid peanuts, but get paid to run role-playing games and they oh, just line it up so that they've got like one every day of the week. But, alas, we've kind of run short on time. Okay. Um, Do we want to go with... A monster, a legitimate monster quashing international group that goes around the world and takes out monsters. Like I, we've we've done fictional shit before, so I'm fine with us having a zombie task force that will go to Myanmar and like kill the undead. You see, in situations like that, like anytime it's actually like a war thing. Like, there's mm-hmm. this insurgence, and we need to figure out a way to, to you know... It's more just countries playing well together and yeah. teaming up to, you know... So that's... Uh, I mean, I guess... Okay, are, is that even a public service, or is that just I, a government response? I think response? If, if that is a service that needs to be done, then yeah, we we could absolutely make it taxpayer-funded. Uh, and <laughs> I, I'm Hang fine on, with I'm going to do a little, a little role play with you. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Uh, you be the you be the government rep here. Oh, okay. oh, I'm a government ring, rep, ring. and I'm answering the phone. Could ring, ring. Hello. Yeah. Um. Uh. Hi. Is this that uh, zombie task force service? Uh, undead elimination task force. Yes, sir. How may I help? Okay. Well, I got a zombie in my backyard. Uh, can you send uh, can you send a team to come uh, take care of that for me? Uh, hang on, I'm, uh, getting your GPS location from your phone. Uh, yes, you're at I'm, the location? Yes, I'm at the location. There, he's just kind of gnawing on some bone he dug out of the garbage. All I, right, I uh, I'm gonna need you yet. to make sure to keep your distance. We can have somebody there within 30 minutes. Uh, uh, 30 minutes? Okay, that's great. Now, my tax dollars cover this, right? Uh, this is true, yes, sir. Uh, okay, well, uh, I guess this is a good public service then, right? Uh, I I like to think so. Yes, sir. Cool. I guess those uh, guess those two idiot brothers do that podcast. Well, they they're really onto something with that, huh? Oh uh, yes, we uh, we thank them every day for their tireless labors on our behalf. It's great that we have giant golden statues of them everywhere to commemorate their brilliance. Yes. Yeah, I I'm whew, so grateful to them. Uh, let me just tell you too. Uh, I I think. I think, should I just spray with the hose real quick? 
Uh, I don't recommend that unless it looks like it's about to leave your property and wander uh, into somewhere where some people might be in danger. That might be a good thing to distract it. But barring that, if it's in place, uh, I would recommend you keep your distance and not attract its attention, sir. Okay, I, I got you. So, undead elimination service? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, do you think the brother's going to make that the verdict this week? Should there be an undead elimination service? Uh, I do believe that is what they are planning. Yes, sir. Oh, okay, wonderful. I look All forward right. to voting in that Twitter poll, and I hope you will as well. Okay, yeah, I think I, I think I'm gonna do that. Let me just uh, let me just. Uh, well, you know what? You've been very helpful. Uh, thank, thank you very much. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye. But uh, this is this has been a wonderful little little uh, little conversation with you. I'm so glad this exists. Happy to be uh, of service. Uh, this this has definitely been. Uh, the fruit of the labor. I don't know why I can't drop this character. I think I just realized I can do this voice, so I'm just kind of enjoying it. You know? Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty consistent accent. Hey, excellent. So, uh, alright, I'm gonna... You have a good day now. And half an hour, you said? Uh, yeah, yeah. Roughly 30 minutes. Uh, I've, in fact, I've got their tracking information here. They are 25 minutes away. 25 minutes. Okay. Now, are they going to be hungry or thirsty? Can I, can I, do they want some lemonade or anything? Uh, well, they, they certainly would not need that, but if you wanted to offer them a little hospitality, I'm sure they'd be polite about it. Alright, that, that's it. Hey, hey, Billy, Billy, don't, don't go out there. They're going to take care of it. They're going to take care of it in 25 minutes. Don't worry. 25 minutes, they'll be here. Billy, don't, no, it's not going to play Frisbee. Yes, I would certainly keep any uh, anyone else, uh, especially children or pets, uh, away from the area. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go watch my stories for 25 minutes and then uh, thank thanks again. All right, well, you're very welcome. You enjoy that. All right, good, goodbye now. Goodbye. Click. We've uh, we did it. We nailed it. It's did we really need to do that role play just now for proof of concept? Because I'm I... pretty sure what. You pretty sure what? I'm pretty sure like it was self-explanatory. Like I oh, thought you were some... gonna like come up with some sort of terrible problem, like the average person can't identify a zombie, and he was like calling them over a raccoon or something. Oh shit! Uh, hang on, ring, ring. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, perhaps another time that yeah. uh, that character can make a reappearance because that uh, it's I, th- I feel like it's a good way to troubleshoot. Something we might have invented in the future. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's call this an episode. Uh, so what? Undead elimination service? Undead elimination service. I'm fine that, with that. Uh, would you? Would this be good? A good use of tax dollars? I think, presuming the in- existence of the undead, particularly if they're contagious. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so it's just kind of putting like those uh, enthusiasts and survivalists. Uh, just keeping them on the payroll just in case and then get it, making sure they can organize well. And well, now, now, here's the thing. Here's the big thing. Unlike a lot of, like, uh, fantasy vampire elimination squads or the Men in Black, uh, definitely I want this to be a government service that is accountable, that has, like, actual public-facing, like, paperwork and shit. Mm. Uh, I do not want this to be a secret conspiracy because that always goes bad. Right. Okay. So this is like Men in Black, but sort of. Well, it's not Men in Black, but yeah, we it, are not it, making the men in green and brown khaki. We are making the Undead Elimination Service. It is the the or possibly here in Canada the Ministry. We would probably call them the Ministry right. of Undead Elimination. But uh, but yeah, no, we would uh, we would absolutely have it be a government service. That's what we wanted to make. That's what we made. Uh, I'm trying to make an acronym out of it, but I'm nah. Okay, let's end this podcast for now. That has been an episode on a public service. Uh, please vote in our Twitter poll, which I'm going to put up on. Is this a good idea to potentially, uh, you know, if again, if if the need was say a little bit more likely. Like, let's say there's rumors of a potential zombie outbreak. Is this a good use of tax dollars, I guess? Ah, all right. Let's, uh, Let's get to that suggestion for next week.
Uh, okay. Well, Mason, as it so have? happens, mm-hmm. I do have a suggestion here mm-hmm. from the beautiful in town, Kev. Uh, mm-hmm. She's great. Uh, that's KV1NN4 on Twitter or yeah, she's cool. for Affinity or wherever. Uh, and uh, you know how when you're real, real little, like what's the first book you remember? Jeez. I mean, I, I guess that Caterpillar one. Yeah, yeah. You got big, colorful caterpillars that are yeah. eating, like, apples and pears and bullshit. Mm-hmm. And you got, like, a board book that's got, like, a yep. fuzzy puppy. And you got the tactile thing. Yep. And, like, maybe it's cut out around the edge, right? Or maybe there's yep, pop-ups yep, yep. and you pull the thing and the little I'm guy with, jumps. I'm, I'm with you and I'm very excited. Go on. Okay. Uh, Luke, we yes. need to make and now this is key, interactive kids' book. Oh, jeez. And Luke, Luke, I'm gonna I'm gonna inflict an additional restriction on us here. Okay. By the end of the podcast, a kid's book should be short enough. I want us to actually have the thing written. Crap. Oh man, my mind's racing. Okay. We can do it. We can I believe in us. Yes. We are going to invent a interactive children's book. Hell yes. Next week. And hey, I've got an idea show and CC. And until that next week, dear listeners, I implore you. Thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night. Mm-hmm.